My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been Welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from AetherCast. The only chick I didn't face blast in high school was my teacher, and she deserved it. Also joining us from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Greetings, devout disciples. It is I, your golden guru, Sid Meister Swami, here to bestow more wisdom and blessings upon you. And also, I have brought someone from the void. That man who has orgied so many times mm. that I'm surprised his dick hasn't oh. fallen off. <gasps> or those pussies haven't been ruined. A man with no introduction needed, but I love hearing the sound of my voice. Ryan Sex Panther bro. <laughs> What up, what up, what's, what's good, what's good? And, uh, <laughs> Tim, you got your editing cut out for you already, man. <laughs> I know, I know, but it'll just be a lot of me talking. I'll just say some oh, funny sweet, shit, and it'll sweet, all be good. Sweet, sweet Jesus. A couple cat and sounds. The only, <laughs> the, only, the only person you face blasted in high school was your mom let's let's keep it real here it's true plus the girl down the street who had a mustache well that already. shit was a required course in his well, and, and that girl down the street had a disability man that's illegal and shit what you did you could probably get in trouble for that still i don't know what the statute of limitations is on that but fuck with the disabled that way no one really paid attention to her, but hey, sweet Timmy, getting Mustache in there. Mustache and cerebral palsy. It's a nice combo, man. She was a badass pop locker. Holy <laughs> shit, now I remember who this guy is. That's the guy from that show, Cast from Exile, that used to be around, right? <laughs> yeah, I actually saw him on the side of the street, and he was like, hey, are you guys podcasting? I'd love to podcast. I lost my microphone. I said, come on in. Brought me in. Keeping me warm. Please, sir. I want some more. What? Please, sir, I want some more. More? You got a nice shit, man. I missed you, bro. Where have you been? What have you been doing? We're still around. We got some From the Vault stuff coming out soon. I've been sitting on, so trying to do a release of a bunch of stuff at once and then get a schedule normalized it'd be nice uh, if i hadn't lost all my co-hosts i gotta find you know get get people on board and whatnot (laughs) let's see what we can do man shit's coming around the pipeline though so uh don't don't fret or despair or rely is it a pipeline of shit like they're they're running the shit like in a bypass around the sewer like what are you doing with all this shit in your pipeline well right now we're just we're we're clogging it up we're just backing things up waiting for a good time to release we do drop a bunch of stuff i want to be able to come right back the following week and get more on on uh a set timeline, more or less. I haven't been able to commit to that, so we've been, you know, just hanging in the bag. You know, we're still doing our thing on Facebook, and y'all are carrying the torch here with Magic and Hash and everything. People got their needs fulfilled. (laughs) That's what's up. Saturday night, you had a sweet sweater when you and your lady went out to the uh, fun dig, we'll call it. The sweater game's always on point, man. Big Money Sweater on Instagram. Hit me up. I think I still got an Instagram account. I don't, I don't even know, but... Uh, sweater Boy Cutie. Hashtag dimples for days. Wink, <laughs> wink. 
<laughs> there we go, man. Yeah, get out. Well, you know that you still Twitter. got Instagram. Don't even act like you aren't thirst trapping or Ruben on Instagram twenty four seven. Oh, all the time. I have much to learn, though, from Ruben. I still got much to learn. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey, wax on, hat. Wax off. Concentrate. Look in my eye. Lock a hand. Thumb inside. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. So what's new with y'all? What's going on, man? What we got going on tonight here? I, I don't know, man. I I feel like you're deflecting. Like some shit has had to be going on with you because you can't have just. I ask you what you've been up to, and you're just like, well, not podcasting because I'm trying to figure out how to like make some time for it. So what are you spending all your time doing, bro? Like for real? <sighs> Social life's popping, man. Just been popping. That and um, well, I'm off work now. Um, for the meantime, which is nice. So now that I have more free time, I've been editing. For us too, Sid lost his pipe last week and then recently found his pipe. I also found a chicken sandwich in the back seat of my car. Breaking story! Chicken sandwich found in the back of Tim's car! Smoke weed, bitches! That's good news, man. That's always a good day. Find a chicken sandwich in your car. How um, do you lose your pipe, Sid? Man, I was in the living room playing PlayStation with my bro, uh, Justin Zane, on YouTube. Go check his shit out. Justin Zane. Just, 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 Justin Zane, Zane, Zane. Just, just Zane, Zane. Justin Zane, Zane. Me and him do videos of WWE predictions and simulations, and I get throat as fuck. Uh, one time I did some acid and we did some Royal Rumble commentary. Oh my god, James Ellsworth just pulled a reversal on Spider-Man, and I just got confirmed that that is the real Spider-Man, and that is the real James Ellsworth, and James Ellsworth is beating Spider-Man right now. Oh, Come on, Spidey, get him out of there. Get him out of there. It was fucking, it was throwed. Like, if you like this shit, then you'll like that shit, even though my brother is a fucking stupid nerd. But at least I'm on it, so you're getting what you really want. Anyhow, um, I was in there smoking, and, like, I just got distracted, and I guess it fell into the couch for a little while. But I checked in the couch, but my mom's, she, like, really checked in the couch for something. I don't know what she was looking for, but it was, like, down there deep. Deep. He's probably looking for your pipe. Dude, off. it was so fucking deep. <laughs> so deep. Oh, so, man. Sid, what did you do in the meantime? Did you come to the dark side? Yeah, well, I mean, all the indoctrinated, devout disciples know what happened. But long story short, um, I had quit cigarettes, like, for about two months. And... Let's say when I lost my pipe, I found out that, you know, tobacco is a very tricky, tricky mistress. And sometimes you forget that blunts have nicotine in them. But uh, needless to say, I got me some Newports over here chilling next to me. And if you heard episode two, you hear me breathing over everybody because I'm smoking blunts the whole time. Smoke blunts.
I knew the cigarettes was a challenge. That's tough for anybody, for sure. I knew you were fucking struggling with that shit, but damn, man. I, like, we got to talk about my lame-ass life, but I guess I'll go ahead and let you know what's going on with me, and maybe we can loosen Sex Panther up here for some roundtable action. We are doing this shit. Magic and Hash Roundtable. We got Sid, we got the Sex Panther, and we got Timmy, 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 bitch. I mean, I just, I, I, nothing's been, been too exciting. I mean, obviously, I sent you. Are you, you a fucking picture. kidding me? Are you, are you not the champion right now? I, I did send you a picture of uh, the, the Argyle socks I was rocking. I believe the other weekend. Ooh. The football season went long as shit this year. I didn't expect this team. We went all the way to the championship game. I did not expect that, and that added about a month or so. Y'all won the championship game, right? No, no, we lost. Oh, um, oh damn. Yeah, we got straight whooped. It oh, is what shit. it is. My the bad. team that beat us. That yeah, the team so, yeah, that beat us. Feel bad because I actually got deported uh, earlier this week. Turns out oh, the ashram God. and donkey shows are illegal in Mexico. I thought that was like their thing. But yeah, the federales, they shut down the donkey show and prime rib buffet because of yeah, which I got to say, man, I got to I was going to comment on that. Um, you shouldn't eat food at a donkey show. I'm just going to go out on a limb. Not trying to be prejudiced or discriminatory against donkey shows and the entertainers that perform in them or anything like that. But uh, sanitation is probably not top notch. We come to you under new management. Sid's Donkey Show and Balloon Animal Emporium open uh, Mondays and Tuesdays from noon to two. Come on in. We're still doing donkey shows. Um, <laughs> what never the did. fuck are you even doing? This guy, he's like, he's like Michigan J Frog or some shit. <laughs> hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. No, I got I got fucked over, man, because I just noticed when I was working the circuit that a lot of people kept saying they were hungry, like they wish that there were some pretzels or something around there. I didn't know Mexican law and Pedro. He was so busy, you know, even with him being a lawyer, he didn't have time to let me know that Dude, you got to grease palms to serve food, man. You got to pay the right people. You got to get a certificate. Excuse me, sir. Man, I ain't got no money. I fucking snuck into Mexico. Oh, no, that's bad news for you. But anyways, they deported me back to the United States, so I'm now in an undisclosed location in the United States. I'm going to try to get an ashram started somewhere, but for now, I'm just kind of wandering. I think I'm going to go crash at Uncle Terry's house, actually. It'd be good to see him for the holidays. Um, the van is in disrepair. He's going to need help with that. The, the eagle and Viking-themed paint job on the side of the van needs some touch-up work. So, yeah, if you could visit Uncle Terry, man, that'd be awesome. I got deported. Have you ever been deported before? Not an easy thing to go through. Anyways, I'm back here in the United States, so I'm fucked like all the rest of you. So go visit Uncle Terry, though. I'm I am serious about that because he he does need help fixing the van up. So it's it's hard to get your mess supplies when when the van is in disrepair. No, it's not meth. It is 
you know, energy supplements, okay? Calm whatever down. he's whatever he's making these days, whatever it is, I don't know, but it it would help and your mechanical expertise go a long way. It takes saying. it takes battery acid to make energy supplies. It also takes um the production of methylamine will give you an alkadephetamine. Then through a process of hydrogenating with lithium aluminum hydroxide or sodium borohydride, then evaporation of water to get methamphetamine hydrochloride. From there, it's just a simple process. But... <laughs> You know, those things are, you know, he's a, he's a chemist. Uncle Terry well, gets there. He's, he's For he's, sure. For sure. So technically, he's an underground chemist because Uncle Terry goes old school when you mix the gun bluing into the chemical mixture A, because I don't want to give anyway any family recipes. And then you put it in a barrel with some ropes and you just leave it there for like three months. Now, unfortunately, it's kind of like a landmine. And sometimes, you know, construction workers will start going on there and then the whole batch is ruined. Look out! But, you know, this is what happens when you want to go into that kind of business, man. It's life, man. It's life. It's like smoking a cigarette at a gas pump, man. Sometimes it's just like you got to crack some eggs to make some omelets, right? I can't believe we fucking gave up on drafting to fucking do this, man. What the fuck are we doing? Drafting is fucking awesome. What were you? Were you guys drafting? We might have done an Avacyn stream. Wait, you guys were drafting Avacyn Restored? We were setting up that's stream. Like the worst draft format ever. Why would you oh, draft Oh, that's Sid's Avacyn favorite. Restored? That's Sid's favorite. Shut up. Sid, is that really your favorite draft format? No, but it's the first one that I actually started to understand the theory of limited play. So in a way, I do love it because to me, Avacyn Restored was like when I really came into my own as a limited player. That's when I came back into the game. Avacyn Restored pre-release was my first event back and like since childhood. So, yeah, I mean, I like the set more than a lot of people give it credit for. But for limited, it was um, I think it was pretty bad. I would have pegged you for digging like original, like uh, maybe Dark Ascension or the original Innistrad, something like that. Well, you know, we went ham on the original Innistrad when that was out. And right now, Matt Avison Restored is the flashback draft. And, you know, I just love flashback drafts in general, man. I'm actually really stoked for Theros to drop on there. I, I kind of like Theros Limited. It was real bomb heavy. It was real bomb heavy. I always uh, drafted Minotaurs for some reason because I'm like, dude, oh. red black Minotaurs. You had to wait until Journey into Nyx to really make it work. Right, but that right. was one of my favorite decks too, Timmy. You're my well, bae. Red is all the sweet removal. You're like, oh, yeah, follow the hammer. Okay, let's fucking pick this shit up. All of a sudden, you're like, boom, paying out in the last pack. You're like, nobody's red black. And then you have, like, the sickest Minotaur deck. Cutting mono red early in Theros is, is like, it's pretty sweet tits. Dude, I always did because I can't even tell you how many times I would first pick that sorcery that made two, two, three Minotaurs with haste. Flurry of Horns was my jam. And if I was able to get at least two of those in pack one, it was fucking Minotaur's time, baby. 
Yeah, I mean, those were kind of my last. Like, if there's like six cards in the pack, I'd pick up one of those or two of those. The card I like is the Blade Tusk Boar, 3-2 uh, for four mana. He was Intimidate. Panther, what's your favorite Theros bullshit? I don't know, man. I just liked what uh, was your Theros limited Standard. Set, though? I know that you have like... God, favorite limited set. I liked Return to Ravnica a lot. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. What about uh I hate to say Kaladesh. Hey guys, Kaladesh has been a ton of fun. I think everyone enjoyed cons for the most part. That was a triple color set that worked. Return of Ravnica really benefited the drafter or the experienced player because of the later sets. Like triple Return to Ravnica was a different story because you could almost like go in on a guild and be like, all right, I got my guild. The other sets like Dragon's Maze or whatever, that really changed up the draft format where it's like, now I need to pick fixing. I need Well, to and it. Return to Ravnica wasn't that balanced either, the more I think about it. Lesniakko is kind really of good. just house and everybody. Boros. I'm a Boros player, so, I mean, it's everyone's opinion, so, like, we all have yeah, well, three different Boros, opinions. Well, Maybe see, good. Boros wasn't in Triple Return to Ravnica, though. Boros was in Triple Gate Crash, and my favorite in Triple Gate Crash was Demir. <laughs> man because it was always open so you'd always have a great deck yeah no one drafts in here no one that's true i drafted demir buddy i would get uh sage road denizens those were my favorite cards and then uh, i would stack up a bunch of those and i might be able to get something sweet like a undercity of former that lets me sacrifice and then there was a skeleton that you could block and um sack him right and when he went to the graveyard he would go back to your hand so you would just like sit behind a wall of these little dudes and just keep chump blocking sacrifice him and mill your opponent out and i even got like a turn five kill by milling somebody out one time and get crash limited i would always pick those cards like fifth to last i was like yeah i could take this card that's could use my deck but i'm like i'm gonna fuck over this guy who's, who's like in this niche deck and i and blue black is a lot of the hate shit. Sacrifice, peace out. Let's go to my sideboard right here in this Sid hate pile. Speaking of Sid's hate pile, if you have any hate mail, please send it to Sid's hate mail at gmail.com. If you have a funny troll or response, we might read it on the air. See you around, sucker. Yeah, the most important card for the Demir Mill deck, though, was Grizzly Spectacle. It was two and two black, and it destroyed a non-artifact creature, and then its controller had to mill cards equal to the creature's power. Yeah, you could pick up a lot of those. It was a common. That's what I'm saying. You, you could get a lot of those. And no one's playing those colors, Sid. So, I mean, they're open. Yeah, I won a lot in Gate Crash by playing Demir. I know a lot of people didn't like Demir, but I just knew how to draft that deck. And I didn't always play it, and I certainly didn't force it. But it was open so much that, like, I didn't have to most of the time. So I would say, like, 8 out of 10 triple gate crash drafts I would do, I could get that deck. Now, um, at my store, people started to get wise to that shit, and they got like you and started to hate drafting the Grizzly Spectacles and, like, Undercity Informers and Sage Road Denizens. So that uh, didn't last for the whole entirety of the format. Really. I'm uh, I'm really digging Kaladesh, though, man. I'd be playing Kaladesh as much as possible until either Revolt comes out. Kaladesh is fucking sweet. I'm finally getting good at drafting Kaladesh. Yeah, it's it's a great uh, limited set. I think it's less bomb-centric than recent ones. A bit more balanced. I think green is, you know, far and away the best dudes, but I think overall the set's real balanced. 
I think they wanted to come out with a splash, like like they did with Return of Ravnica a few years ago. They want to come out with like boom, and I feel like a lot of the cards change standard. Some of them are changing modern. Smuggler's Copter. Oh yeah, Cal- Kaladesh has know. had a huge impact, but bro, even like in limited, there's just so much depth. I mean, there's so like energy and fabricate. There's just it's a lot of different things you could do. What's the craziest Kaladesh limited deck that you've had so far? Oh, fuck. I've had some really good green-white ones. I mean, I'm partial to Selesnius. Anytime I see that's open, I tend to go for it. Are you an engineered might holic? No, I'm trying to think what module I had a deck built around that got pretty fucking out of hand. I had a deck with five Whirler Virtuosos, and then I had two of the self-assemblers. And yeah. I went 3-0, fucking piece of cake, that shit. I picked up, like, random stupid shit to, like, just gain energy, like the red puzzle knot. And then once I hit the the Virtuoso, it was just like, boom, boom. And they're like, kill the Virtuoso. It's like, fine, play yeah, another one. Yeah, Virtuoso is good. Red, green, I, red green's probably been the best to me, at least. I don't know. I like red, green. I, I don't think red gets that much love here. I mean, people will see an early harness lightning and take it, but for the most part, Red's always seemed pretty open. Green, I, I feel, usually has the most competition. As somebody who plays a lot of limited Kaladesh, when Aether Revolt comes out um, and you're going to only get, you know, a certain number of packs of Kaladesh, what decks do you think will hurt from that? Because, like, you're going to lose a lot of the common support, you know, what, like, energy maybe? Do you think they're going to have energy in the new set or, or shit oh, to yeah. support? Oh, yeah, they're the, going to the have premium? energy through... Uh through this i wouldn't be surprised if energy is something they bring back from time to time and to me energy seems like one of those mechanics there's so much they can do with it it adds a whole nother dimension to the game i could definitely see energy being something they bring back and not just something that's you know just on kaladesh or whatever so if they bring it back within a couple sets, do you think they run the risk of either A, um, making a super powerful modern deck, or B, uh, being too close to uh, Femi, Pokemon players? You know, I don't, I don't think they care about modern, really, until something gets out of control and then they just ban it. I mean, I don't think they're going to print energy to the extent that I think, I think there's a, lo- a long way to go before you're looking at an energy deck in modern. I don't think we're anywhere near that. Maybe you can exploit energy now. There's already... Aether I mean, Marvel. granted, no one's really playing it, but I think I actually think it's pretty decent against the meta right now is, is red-green energy. I mean, it kills and it's super fast. I've played again. I've been playing Flash, uh, blue-white Flash, since the start of this standard season. Pull it up here. It gets stonewalled to a two-mana Grimflare, though. I've been playing blue-white Flash. I've I've dabbled around in some other stuff, but I just pulled my. I'm eight. I'm eighteen one in three with blue white flash right now that deck's hot the deck's fucking crazy but i played games against red green energy that have been really really close uh i almost lost to a red green deck the other night i think it's much more aggressive and just as fast if not faster than the vehicles decks the bristling hydra and is that a four drop because i don't even know if that's the four drop you, you probably want lance the hellion at four there the Hellion only costs three. Okay, well, there you go. Three into four. Right, but you have to pay for it every turn or you, you give it up. Whereas the Hydra, yeah. you can attack with it and you basically have Hexproof at will for three energy. And it gives you three energy when it comes out. So you have a counter and Hexproof. So basically, if you get two of those on the board, you're swinging in and then it makes blocks impossible for them. And at any time, you're like, all right, Hexproof. This guy's, this guy's a 4-4, four, 5-5, four, 6-6. Five, five, six, six. Really, can- the deck's all about... Uh... Electrostatic Pummeler, though. 
Yeah, I mean, you run him also, but that Hydra's spitting out three energy, so that, like, you have it next to it, and you're swinging in both, and they're like, do I block the Hydra? Well, obviously, I have to block the Pummeler, and then you're like, all right, well, I'll, you know, pump the Pummeler trade, and then fucking still hit you for five. Fuck it. I think the deck's good. I don't not seeing much play, but I don't know what accounts for that. I don't think it's because it's necessarily bad against the field. I think I think it's actually deck- really bad against the field because I play the rock. You smell what the rock's cooking. It's cooking up fucking green red jabroni decks. And uh, they play shit like a Tomb of Ether, which is strictly worse than Traverse the Uvenwald. Right now, as I much as I hate to say so it, good. Servant of the Conduit is pretty fucking bad because it stacks up bad against Grim Flares um, and Spell Quellers. Sid's playing the new Jund, which is Black Green Delirium. Jund him out, Sid. Good deck. It's a good deck. The deck just, man, that deck runs like a scalded dog. <laughs> It is playing just some of the most powerful shit that I've played in standard in a really long time. Given that I haven't been a standard player um, since Cons of Tarkir came out, but like to me, this deck is even more powerful than my old Jun deck that had like Olivia and Thrag Tusk and stuff like that. This deck it has Emerald. I don't know about that, man. The removal was so much better for that deck. Yeah, but it's just. In the metagame right now, you have this three-mana Liliana, and like this new Liliana is so much easier and so much more intuitive to the metagame than Liliana the Veil. And like on a strict raw power level, of course Liliana the Veil is more powerful, but in standard, there was a lot of stuff that was really good against Liliana the Veil. Like Liliana the Veil wasn't really shit against Restoration Angels, or Agrabolas or stuff like that because you had so many creatures that were just like drawing you cards off of shit. And this new Liliana, you play her on turn three. She matches up well against both Spell Quellers and Rattle Chains, uh, Servants of the Conduit. You got your um, Voltaic Brawlers that she's good against. And when you cast Spider Mom, it's just like you're locked out, bro. Ishkanaz is the all-star of the deck. I'm not all that sold on the new Liliana. She's good, but she's not Liliana of the Veil. I think Liliana of the Veil would be way, way better in in the deck but that's me ma'am way Did you more play insane. liliana the veil when she was in standard oh yeah i played a lot i played a lot of jun okay so how many times were you like putting out liliana and you were like shit i can't really plus one her and that was like the only thing you could do and you just didn't i mean it depended how the early turns go turn one how many times two. did you ultimate liliana the veil and then lose I'm just saying, like, I played Liliana the Veil also. She was really good, but in that time at Standard, she had a lot of foils to her, and this Liliana the Last Hope is just better than everything else that's in Standard Well, removal's right now, not as Emberful. good. There's no, there's no heat. There, we don't even have, like, uh, instant speed heroes downfall right now. All yeah. the Planeswalkers right now are way better than they were a couple years ago in terms of being able to get rid of. So if you're trying to talk, if you're trying to compare... What a planeswalker could do on board now 
to what a planeswalker could do on board three, four, five years ago, it's it's a nonsense argument. I mean, there's just there's not nearly as many ways to remove walkers as there was. They're not nearly as easy to get rid of. A control deck, if you resolve a planeswalker against a quote unquote what a today's control deck is, I mean, they're pretty much fucked. It, that was it was never the case before. So uh, if you put Liliana the Veil in today's meta with no way to fucking get rid of her, bro. Oh yeah, you're killing it, dude. Liliana of the Veil in a deck with like Haunted Dead or Prized Amalgam, shit. But I'm just saying, like Liliana is really powerful in standard right now, and I feel like the oh, green yeah. back, green black Delirium deck in standard right now is even more dominant than that super dominant Jun deck. God, like, I just so good. Proof is in the pudding, all right? Well, if you look at the decks right now, currently playing the new Liliana, it's very few in the meta. But if you look at the decks that were playing Liliana the Veil, it was like 40% of the decks. Like, people were splashing black, like double black. And she was a four of. The new one, I don't even, is that? It's a, a four of in green, black, delirium black. for sure, because okay. you want to have uh, Liliana in your graveyard at all yeah. times. Seen a lot of threes. Um, yeah, so maybe it sounds like they've upped the numbers on her. That's that doesn't surprise me. I mean, she's super good in that deck. She's very good against the meta right now. Ishkana's great. I think if you look at like tournament numbers, like that deck and then Green Black Delirium, it'd probably be about the same representation. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I'm I don't just know. Saying, maybe it's just because I'm more grizzled and experienced now at Jundan people, but I'm just having way, I'm having a way easier time just crushing people with this Green Black Delirium deck that I did with Jun. Like when I, I play with Jun, it was was really powerful and i'd still win but there were always like much closer games especially well, when sure. you played against stuff like reanimator or delver or something like that i was just gonna say the same damn thing because that deck just like modern jund often comes down to like these top deck wars with this with the with the green black delirium deck if you have an ishkana on board and you're in a top deck war you already have a win condition on the table um, and I think that's just huge being able to, I know it costs a lot of mana, but that pinging people for damage, uh, for the amount of spiders you got adds up on coverage. Like you saw them get enough mana where they could activate it twice. Oh and, yeah. And I, that mean, was I, I watched so many people get drained and I never really considered that before, but that's a, that's an excellent win condition in that style of deck. I mean, it just comes down to grinding and coming down to top decking. Another yeah. excellent win condition, and really the card that I feel makes Black Green Delirium even possible is Hissing Quagmire. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know what? Olivia and Ishkana are probably about the same speed. Bloodbraid Elf, Jund them out, bitch. Yeah, two for one. Yeah, but Ishkana, none, nonetheless. Even if they remove Ishkana, then you have to deal with so it. It's so annoying. And if you're the, the white fact deck, they have reach is just is it's terrible. Just if you're the it's white so deck, your your best response is Declaration of Estonia, and you're only taking care of either the tokens or the three two, and you're or the three five, and you're giving them a draw. So you usually just dump the tokens, and now you're hoping to get an Avacyn to successfully just bounce off of their Ishkana. It's not great for a white deck. Just that one card is just like ah oh, fuck, pretty bad. What you an think, inspirational uh, story too, man. Just a single mom you know with all the odds against her and she's just able to become the best creature in standard it's really yeah. inspiring stuff it's like a christmas story this is about girl power this is not about picking up guys this is about girl power <laughs> have you got girl power
Really is. Really is. You think we'll finally get some graveyard hate in Ether Revolt? No. God, I hope so. I really Format hope not, because all my favorite decks are the graveyard decks. Format needs it. It would mix up standard for sure. It would make blue-white flash probably super unbeatable, because chances are the graveyard hate would be white. I'd like to see an artifact, something like a relic or even a graph digger's cage type of thing. What I would love to see in Ether Revolt is just now that the Inventor's Fair is over and Vorthos, like, let's see all the fucking awesome inventions and just bring back all of the favorite artifacts from back in the day. So You think we'll fucking, get a Tezzeret? Yeah, we will get a Tezzeret for sure, but... I'm going to speculate on some other shit. Like, what about Aether Vial? I don't think Aether Vial is coming out, but I think Tezzeret will be actually... first set Common Cat, and then the next set, I think, Nicol Bolas. But I think in the next set, we might have... Uh, they're not going to drop Amon Cat without a Nicol Bolas, man. He's got to be the the headline card of that set. Maybe. He's sitting back in his pyramid, and you have all these other planeswalkers first, and then they unleash fucking Nicol Bolas. You know, the storyline has to develop to him. Manipulator back in Aether Revolt. That'd be cool. Winter Orb. Bring back Winter Orb. They it should bring back fucking Mox Opal. They just printed Winter Orb and Eternal Masters, and Mox Opal is uh, invention, so... There needs to be a Time Vault reprint. Voltaic Key. Like fucking Time Vault Voltaic Key and Standard. Everybody love that shit. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 <laughs> no, seriously, though, the point, though... About graveyard hate, though, I think it's time, man. I think it's needed. It's been way too... It, we gotta get something, man. Nah, man, don't shit on the graveyards. Let people have their graveyards, and then when fucking Innistrad out, then we can hate on the graveyard. Dredge is still a deck. Just because there's hate doesn't mean... In delirium standard, will be it does. In standard, it does, though. Yeah, how the fuck are you ever supposed to cast an Emrakul if there's graveyard hate? Give me a Tormod You get to 13 mana. You cast Emrakul like your grandparents did. How it was intended to be cast when people tapped all their mana. Back when Jinro meant something, you know? There's ways to destroy artifacts and enchantments should they deal with graveyards. And the graveyard-based decks will just have to play those. Hey man, graveyard lives matter, bro. Are, are they just going to let Blue-White Flash take over Standard? You know, a really fucking hard matchup for Black-Green Delirium has been, for me at least, fucking zombies. Like, zombies are such a pain in the ass. They'll just jund you out. You'll be junding them out, and then you'll be out of cards, and they'll be like, yeah, well, I still got this haunted dead and this fucking prized amalgam in my graveyard, so I'm just going to beat you now. Yeah, I'd like to see more of that deck. I, a couple people were rocking it this last weekend and made an appearance on coverage. I don't know. I don't think the zombies deck... I miss the old zombies. Racto Zombies was the shit with Gerald's Messenger... Ravecrawler. Oh, and the Aristocrat, bro? Oh, yeah. Liliana's ruthless in standard right now, and it's because of Emrakul. Lyrium deck just it fills the graveyard too fast. It's got too many tools right now. You shouldn't be able to cast Emrakul on, like, turn seven. How many do you play in the deck, Sid? Two, three? Nah, just one. I got one in the main deck, one in the sideboard. But you have Recursion with Liliana. Uh, you have I have Traverse the Uvenwald, which is like playing five Emrakuls. Yeah, because you just go get it. That's fucking awesome. I'm just like, oh shit, look, I got seven card types in my graveyard. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go Emrakul now. Yeah, tran Transverse, I just, uh, I don't know. Transverse is very, very strong. I don't... Uh, that card do not is like that absolutely card. fucking busted. Like that. Best card in the deck, I think. 
think. Well, no, his and Quagmire's the best card in the deck, but it's like the second best card. Okay. You love your man lands. Hey. Oh, hey. Hi. Hey, Jeffrey, Peter Griffin has a mustache. No way. Way. Oh. I know. This is true. Dude, and it's it approximates removal for anything that isn't flying. Yeah. Uh, Grim Flayer is pretty damn good, too, though. Grim Flayer is amazing. Dude, I'm telling you, this deck is fucking super sweet, and it's very powerful. And I just, I think it's way better, because, like, that old John deck that I used to play with fucking Olivia and Liliana the Veil and shit, I'd be, like, casting Farseek on turn two. But now I'm casting Grim Flamer, and this guy's just fucking getting in there. Yeah, I gotta change around my blue-white to be a little better against that matchup. I think I need to throw in a Fumigate or two in the board. Do you play a Declaration in Stone main deck? One and two two board. I could cut... I've been a little different than most people and running two Negates main in the slot that most people run Revolutionary Rebuff. What about Thalia Heretic Cathar? I've thought of that, but Thalia Heretic Cathar... I'm seeing it in ones and twos, which I can, I could, I could put in that flex slot. That puts me up to like, like fourteen three drops or something. You're already it's running really four good dwellers, four mages, four stasis snare. Yeah, I mean, it, it is good against the spider until the following turn, and they untap, and they, you just have a wall of blockers. I mean, she gets blanked by Ishkana. Unless you're attacking with a flyer and Ishkana's got to choose, and then maybe you can work through the spiders. Just have not been all that. I've I've stuck to the twenty creature package with that deck for the most part. Don't get jaunted out, bro. Don't get jaunted out. I see a lot of people keep all their like Thraven inspectors in and stuff. I've had a lot of success cutting, trimming some things that a lot of people don't. Did you guys see the deck tech by um, Mr. Don Juan No Chin Dan Jessup? Mr. Don Juan Dan Jessup. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. If you would like to contribute to our Patreon, go to www.patreon backslash magic and hash. That's a great place for you to suck our dicks with your wallet. We appreciate it. The uh, big white deck. So it runs like the four Eldrazi displacer, and that's kind of like the centerpiece of the deck. And you blink. Yeah, that deck looks sweet. He's got a nice little combo in it with... Um, Archangel Avacyn, he blinks it. He's got no chin. Zero well, chin. Well, he'll do, though. He'll sack the selfless spirit, and then when he flips Avacyn, he'll, he'll blink it with Displacer with the trigger on the sack, and basically all his creatures get indestructible, and then he wipes the opponent's board. Yeah, um, it's fucking that's sweet. That's probably yeah. solid. And the deck, the big white deck, from watching the deck tech and, and listening about it, actually seems like it. Um, probably pretty fucking good against blue white. Dick, is that named after Big Tuna? <clears throat> yo, yo, Brazen Brayton, Thomas Payton, hating your forsaken haven, cooking bacon with raisins for Jason. You're kind of frumpy and your hands are clammy, Big Tuna. It also runs one of the uh, Sky Sovereign console flagship and enters and does three damage to a creature, and then you screw it. Then you can blink it, and then it re-enters and does another three damage to another creature. That's fucking sweet. It's a nice little combo. Yeah, he's got it's got some uh, neat tricks and tools. Um, like I said, I, I think if your meta is full of blue white, 
a big white deck might be something to consider. I think that was tuned more towards blue-white. It, it rides right on top of that blue-white. I just feel like it, it doesn't hold up well to a bunch of, you know, Grim Flayers. I mean, he's running out three of inspectors, and then Thalia, Heretic, Cathar. Is, I would but, almost... she, but she doesn't she doesn't get past a 4-4 Grim Flayer. Don't give a shit about her first strike. Right. I'd run Authority of the Consoles as well. That's a one-mana enchantment. Everything comes in tapped, and you gain one life for each creature they play. You're already doing that. They come in tapped, and then Archangel Avison comes in flash. So it's like blam, hit ya, and then your shit's still tapped. Fucking yeah. get you again. I mean, um, I'm, I'm going to cut the negates from the main, though, but I, I want to stick with a two drop. I may even bring in the two declaration in stone and run three of the hose main along with four stasis snare. And I, I just think the deck needs more like mass removal in the board. You got to be able to clear up a bunch of spider tokens. I mean, otherwise, there's really not much you could do. The green-black matchup, except hope you can out-tempo them really quick. The deck, like Sid said, runs like a scalded dog. It's just very fucking good. And they're going to beat you late game. If you don't beat them by turn 6-7, it's, you know, it's not looking good. The deck is very fucking good late game. I think Just Guy is the only thing that could fuck with green-black if the game goes on. What happened to these, uh, you know, Marvel decks? It's I mean, tra they're just trash to blue white spirits. I mean, spell queller shits all over Marvel. Yeah, any counter spell is pretty sour against Aetherworks Marvel yeah. deck. Revolutionary rebuff is bad against it, and people are starting to run that one. See that? I was not impressed. We saw a lot of that this weekend. That revolutionary rebuff. I do not think that's a main deck card i was Have promoting you? it before yeah i liked it the thing is, i actually like, got got by revolutionary rebuff uh earlier i might time. have to try it over see the only reason it is great early game against green black whereas negate is not very good against green black because it's the creatures from green black that are going to beat you and it's it's those you got to beat the reason it's yeah. so good is that standard is so dense right now where it's like one drops two drops and three drops are so good that that Everyone's playing, like, the most mana they can each turn. Like, there's not, like, a, oh, I'll pass turn with, like, two mana, and the next turn pass turn with, like, two mana, and then I play mana so I get to play something. No, it's, like, everyone's playing, like, a, a on-curve whatever. So it's it's just even better in this meta, especially in standard, where everyone's, like, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Once they hit five, they're, like, blam. Or, like, four, they're, like, Gideon. And you're, like, no. Eat a it's kind of got the mana leak drawback, though. Of one, I mean, once late game comes, no one cares about paying an extra two mana. Right, so run like two or three of them. But like, they're even better against aggro matchups. So like, you bring them in maybe one extra out of the board, and then it's anyone who's trying to like token go wide early. You're like, no, 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 and then it doesn't matter after that because you're playing big monsters. Yeah. Seems good. I might give it a try. Maybe talk me into. I think blue-white is the only kind of deck you can really play a rebuff in. You want to play a rebuff in the kind of deck where you're, like, constantly applying pressure. So if you're playing, like, a blue-black control deck or, like, Grixis or even Jeskai, I don't think you fuck with buff at all. How good is Jeskai right now? Black-green delirium so fierce that you can't just sit back and be reactive. How do you turn blue-white spirits into something more proactive? So maybe you run, like, Thalia, you tap down their creatures already, and then you're flashing in so any creature they play you flash in on their end step and you're already hitting right away you're you're gaining advantage you're almost like taking play instead of the draw off of away from them just by that one little combo all your shits flash and then you're like locking their shit down it just makes blocking terrible from them if you have more power on the board they have to play two or three creatures and then they come in tapped it's like all right well in two turns you're gonna stop seven damage 
but all yeah. your shit's flying too. So that should. Have you seen Bant? No, Bant's kind of fallen off since Coco went by the wayside. Bant's still around, man. Like uh, I've seen some tournament results from some SCG tournaments. Not a lot of people are on Bant right now, but Bant is good blue white, but it goes way faster and is way more aggressive rather than reactive. Tamio's good, man. I like Tamio. Tamio's great, and you also get access to Gideon, and it plays Servant of the Conduit to give you some extra speed. Of course, you got Smuggler's Copters, and you also play Lumbering Falls, which is really hard for Green, Black, or uh, Jeskai to deal with. Blue Eye had Gideon already, but you also get Blossoming Defense. Can you imagine a Flash deck with a Hexproof? That'd be fucking sweet. Rattle Chains kind of does blossoming defenses. <laughs> yeah, but no one's playing Rattle Chains. Yeah, Rattle Chains is incredibly bad against Liliana. Yeah, it's just nowhere to be seen as of late. So, and you're only running eight spirits, anyways. We need Dungeon Geist back. That was an old favorite. Remember what that? What was one? that dragon that was like Dungeon Geist from Dragons of Tarkir? Nobody played that, right? Frost Breath Dragon, right? It was a regent, Frost Breath regent, Icebreak like regent. That. But they they only played him like the first like two weeks of standard, and then they realized that being more aggressive was better than being more controlling. Well, and it, so it, then it, like a Tarka red down took over. Certain... No, it's like uh, when you cast it, I think it taps something down. People played it for a little bit because they're like, this is the shit. But then like a Tarka red became a thing, and people were like, well, I'll just kill you before you even get that thing out. I don't give a fuck about your shit. And I'll just fucking like put out hoarding outburst and then uh tarka's command what can you do about that kill you in turn five or dragon so um the red red one had a little bit more showing in standard that was the one that uh did damage to you know player right thunder break yeah that one was hot because yeah. you could run like you know uh dragon lord of tarka or dragon lord uh, uh Kolagon dex would run that and then it's like if you try to kill Kolagon, then it's like boom we're Thunder doing damage the shit. i played quite a bit of red black dragons probably more than, than most people that because that deck was not that good um but i had fun with it they they gotta print something to answer delirium they gotta print maybe i mean i don't even know what they could print to answer flash but they're running more of the flash enchantment uh, you know, stasis snares and stuff like that. And that stuff is like they can lay, they can stay back. And then if they don't want, like, if they can remove a threat. And if they don't attack or if they don't have a threat, then they can flash in a threat themselves or an Avacyn or whatever. I mean, it's given that deck a lot more, you know, tools. A show. Plus, my dick's hard. I'm so high right now. Me too. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Super dank. Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every day, Timmy. I pay. I played Legacy F and M the other night, and I feel like I should write a tournament report about it. Is that something I should do? No. You guys don't want to read a 15-page tournament report on my uh, five-round F and M? No, but no. I'd be happy to ignore it. I'm Just gonna start writing orgy reports, like <laughs> tournament reports. I would read that. I'd read that. Come on. So. I mean, because interesting. I mean, stuff does come up and have. I mean, there was a recent event where one of the ladies there was kind of 
I don't know. There was a bit of a smell to me. I'm to work around that, you know, some etiquette things. I mean, I know you're a pretty nice guy. So when you say a bit of a smell, like, obviously you ain't going to trip over a bit of a smell. Like, was she ranked? Oh, no, no. It wasn't like you'd be like a like feet away and smell it or anything. No. Did you take off the Argyle socks and like hold them over your nose? No. You ever take the Argyle socks off during the orgy? I I, I do. I mean, it, it's weird to fuck with socks on, but sometimes I've been known to keep them on and it's just kind of like funny. It depends what circle I'm in or with because some people know me like for the socks will be like, hey, you're the guy with the socks from last time or whatever. It's like, yeah. The guy with the socks. socks (laughs) That's what you want to be known as, not like the guy with the huge dick or like the guy with the tiny balls. I'm like the guy with all the weird freckles all over his body. I'm like, yeah, those are called birthmarks, and they're purple for a reason. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I'll keep them on. I'll take them off. It's not something I'm super conscious about, but... You know, it's You're kind not of like hella committed it's, to your brand. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a trademark. I make a point like that if we are going to be partying, I 100% am wearing Argyle socks. That's just the way it's got to go. So when you're walking around an orgy or whatnot, um, you have a specific girl that you're dating currently. Do you pick a girl that looks similar or do you go some obviously opposite? Like really, like I've never, you know, I got a bucket list it, for having done really, a Chinese it, chick. It depends. I mean, we all have preferences and what we like or whatever, but I'm also big on like chemistry and whatnot you know who am i feeling who's feeling me you don't want to do it with someone who's gonna be like a dead fish or whatever not feeling you or whatever you know um if more of a chemistry thing who you click with and whatnot who you're attracted to i mean it's all got to kind of come together i only fuck dead fish so i would be at the party and then you would turn one down and i'd like walk right up to her and i'd be like hello basically but i mean it's usually most definitely got to be someone that like Meg's into also. And like she does not go for Butch at all or anything unusual or. You guys do like the both comfortable. It's not like once you get there, you're like, yeah, I had a great time today. Man, long walks on the beach can be really fun. Here, let me take your jacket. So, see you in two hours, honey. Bye. Free pass. There's not like quote unquote like rules. I mean, she should she do whatever and fuck whoever she wants. Are y'all uh, down with you know the interracial stuff? Because the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. You know. Oh, I mean, who doesn't love a, a good BBC show? I mean, big definitely. black cock. Come on, show me on a big fat black dick. No. 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 BBC. No. Big black cock. No. Hey, Megan's a big fan. I got no All problems right. with that. Yeah. But what about what about the black booty? You know you gotta eat the booty like groceries, dog. Yeah, I mean, I've been there, done that. <laughs> it's not it's not unusual or anything crazy. It, you ever be at an orgy and you like fucking see one of the moms from like one of the kids on one of your football teams, and you're just like, Oh shit, I didn't know that. I worked you know? I actually I worked with a black chick, me and Megan fucked, and then honest to God, she never came back to work. <laughs> That you happens. Think, like a, you get ruined by like the Brommel a, dick, and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah I have to deal with that." Dude, she couldn't fucking walk anymore. She on disability now. Well, we kind of got her. She had like a boyfriend, and like we didn't get her home till like five in the morning, and it was a whole thing. I don't know if he wanted her working with me anymore. Who knows? It was 
she had a ended complaint, up. and that was terrible for everyone. Yeah, that sucks. And she's like, I'm going to go to work. And she's like, nah, fuck that. It's this glass. I broke a glass earlier before I left. I, I thought I cleaned it all up. Cleaned it up? Are you stupid or something? Did a bloody good job of that, didn't you? What if I was barefoot? I would have sliced my foot right open. I'm so sorry. Well, you've got time for holidays, but no time to clean the bloody file! <laughs> he was not down with what transpired the, the previous evening or whatever. So needless to say, never saw her again. But that kind of happened with me. Like when I first got with my wife, she who must not be named. We do not speak her name. That thing has a name. We were doing threesomes and foursomes and whatnot. And then uh, one of her good girlfriends like was drinking one night and then her husband came and showed up and like picked her up and he was like yelling and shit and then she like walked off and like we never saw her ever again <laughs> yeah but it's like it's weird man it's, it's weird it happens like that sometimes man it's weird even with people in the lifestyle that think they can handle it or they're okay with it or they're new to it or whatever and then they actually see it or experience it and then it's like they ghost or they like are cool with it and they're like well let me share that with my husband you know hey you know we just you know fooled around i sucked his dick a little bit or whatever and it's like what husband wants to hear that and you're like what the fuck like but if you get that husband over at the same time and you're like hey see my wife's big boobs you know i mean fucking feel them yeah it's it's i don't know it's not for everyone ma'am so that's why we tend to stick with people who've kind of been around a while. All right, so when you're licking the pussy, um, how often do you go down that extra inch and give a little little butthole? Oh, I'll shout out my homeboy Sid here. Every time, you got to. You have to, every time. And it's basically you're telling the lady you're ready. You're like, it's time to get serious. We're doing this. I mean, and don't get me wrong. she got to be clean. I ain't about to do that. You've been working all day. Yeah. <laughs> You've gone to the bathroom or whatever. A million squats. No one wants that. I mean, yeah. any podcaster can appreciate a good segue. And a fucking butthole lick is the perfect segue between pussy eating and smashing. It is. Because, I mean, and sometimes you could go overboard on the clip. You can't you can't overstimulate. And plus it's oversensitive take your right attention away. Elsewhere. Yeah, I mean take, dull, take it dull, elsewhere. Strong for a pressure early on. You gotta like nullify that like force. And then once she's like, Okay, I'm cool with like strong feelings there, then you fucking wreck that. That's when you start flipping your tongue like a money machine counting singles, for sure. A lot of people do the alphabet. I don't. I go the flickety flick flick. Yeah, flick, flick, I never flick, bought flick, into flick, that flick. that whole alphabet thing. I'd like to find one person that says that that has worked or they've done it or that someone actually enjoyed that. You well, get in I don't the middle. Know, you get in the middle of weird. the alphabet and there's a lot of circles going on, and she's just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Just like up and down or left and right is kind of all I'm working with. Like, the, the left and right is often ignored direction that's 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 important to remember the best I like is just you... raspberry the clit like a baby's belly and then i like blow some air into the pussy hole and then squeeze her butt until she queefs what you gotta do is you gotta go up on the clit right up under the hood and then left no air right. in the pussy boom, kill boom. You. air in the pussy will kill you it goes straight to your brain because you get an embolism yeah i know like don't don't tell anybody. As a matter of fact, edit that out. We don't want anybody <laughs> doing that shit at home. Kids, 
But if you're fucking in like an air bubble or something gets trapped or something, you can actually like to actually do some do some bad. When you blow farts on somebody's stomach, if you like do that when you're like eating a girl out and you're just like blowing fucking air into a girl's pussy, you're saying that's a bad thing? Because I do that yeah, every I would time. Not raz- I would not raspberry a woman's clit. No, I try I mean, to fill her up like a balloon. If they're into that, maybe if you just kind of like what Sid said, maybe you just kind of on it or something once and she's like, ooh, and likes it. And then, then you got some ground ground to work with, but... I met this girl one time that the only way she could get off is if I did a top rope headbutt like Chris Benoit onto the clit. Every time Sid mentions a wrestler, I have to put the song in my editing. Thanks a lot, Sid. Love you much. My experience with women is I've inflated all of them. So, like, I try to blow up every girl, like, in their vagina. And no one has really been like, what the fuck are you doing? They're kind of just like, all right, well, when you're eating my pussy in five minutes, I'm going to queef on your face. That's kind of your your jazz, whatever you want. You got to, like, force the queef to happen. What you got to do is you got to grab the butt cheeks and make sure that the thumbs are pointing towards the butt hole and then just kind of wrench them. And then the air comes out. And you can even, like, eventually get to where you can make it kind of play a tune. Like, I was able to make it do Funky Town one time. It takes a lot of practice, though. What is this? Ninjas of the Deep Hour? Jesus, guys. I'm loving it, man. Oh, man. Ninjas of the Deep Hour? No way, dude. Don't even bring that up because fucking... We released that shit on there this morning, and Chewy went straight to me because like, he was like, well, I don't know Tim, but Sid's got more sense to this. He's like, Sid, what the fuck? He was all like, you either take it down or I will inform the proper authorities, which I think he was talking about, like, uh, I don't know who the fucking quiet speculation guys or something. Tyler, Tyler but, over yeah, at like, MTG Cast. Yeah, I got an email strictly this morning as well. So we took it down. But um, we will not refuse. It's up on SoundCloud right now, and uh, it will be. We're gonna we're gonna keep broadcasting that podcast because we know people want to hear the raw shit with the grit. So if you are a Patreon member, I need to get on that. And you will get access to our new podcast, and that's where we're going to post it every week for a Patreon member. So I mean, you get Magic and Hash every week for free. You know, we'll throw that at your face. And then if you want, like, a little more jizz or you want, like, a sloppier, you know, finish, you're going to go over to Ninjas of the Deep Hour. You're going to hit up Sid, who's going to tell you about his uh, techniques for butthole licking to make a comeback visitor. I mean, who doesn't want that, right? So uh, That show is only for the truly indoctrinated and devout disciples of the Swami.
Also, our Patreon uh, tiers are actually pretty funny. Uh, Sid will send you some DNA. Maybe I'll send you some DNA. But we're going to actually have giveaways going on where we're going to give away tokens of us coming up. Remember when we got Matt to send his mom semen, Sid? (laughs) Oh, it was pubes. He shaved his pubes off and mailed it to his mom. That's good shit. That's what it was. Oh, man, my bad. I just had a flashback of that funny shit. So. I can only imagine what it was like. She was like, oh, I got a letter from my son. How nice. And she's just like, what the fuck is this? Why does it smell like clam chowder? Why is it all greasy? Oh my god, the grease has made the envelope see-through. So greasy. What is he eating over there? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it's getting um, kind of late, so Ryan Brommel. Yo. Where can people find your cast? Um, here's back soon on MTG Cast. I'm also looking into how to get us more on to iTunes. Um, we got a sound uh, cloud somewhere that needs updated. Um, so yeah, MTG Cast, of course, of course. On hit me up on Twitter, brother Ryan, brother Ryan, and the, the Cast from Exile Facebook page. Sidley, you're dark and deep. Where are you at? Yeah, if you want to hit me up for a game, uh, I will be playing Green Black Delirium. It's got to be standard. Uh, hit me on MTGO, SidMeister78. You can follow me on Twitter, at the SidMeister, and get trolled with promises of Twitch streams that do not come to fruition. Um, also, if Ryan really wants to start making episodes of Cast from Exile again, I'll probably go back on there, because I like talking shit about Matt. And I haven't really gotten a chance to really get after Lawrence and his cats yet. And I feel like I missed the boat on that. Um, Gotta holler at Lawrence. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, it's been fun. I want to thank you guys Y'all for having me on. Y'all crazy. And, I got to get the hell out of here, man. And, and expanding the family name, keeping the brand growing and all that. So, I know you've been out of the game for a little bit, but you're back in it. All right, so let's get you calculated. Let's get you squared away. Uh, Magic and hash at gmail.com for all your inquiries. Uh, Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter. Tim Kempter on Facebook. Hit, hit, hit us up. And we'll get added to our Facebook group. Uh, Ryan Brommel over here. If you hit him up, maybe you get to CFE, and that's that's where you're really you're really hitting pay dirt. That's I where need the to funny add you shit on happens. Twitter. I'm, do I follow you on Twitter? What is it again? Fuck yeah, you've been adding, you've been following me for a while, but I just I just don't tweet okay. very often. Like it's like hidden gems, like dick pics and shit. So if you hit me up on Twitter, you'll see that shit, ladies. I mean, or dudes, whatever, whatever you're into. You know, it's kind of curvy, squirrely, squiggly. Suck my wiggly dick. Whatever you're into, you know, I can, uh, you know, Snapchat, filter, whatever. Got a severe, severe curve. One more thing. The guys over at If Lands Could Kill Podcast have been trolling our comments on MTG Cast. So we want you to go and troll them back. And you can't fuck with us because we'll tear you up. All right. Thanks for getting blitzed with us. Peace out. (laughs) 